I could think of lots of things that I do for my friends, but none so great as what he did for me. He left his home in glory just to die a mortal man and paid a debt I owed on Calvary. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in to us today on this very first Christmas episode that we've got. We are so excited to be talking about Christmas, and Christmas is coming up. Just a few more days coming up on Saturday, and just looking forward to everything that's going to happen Christmas Eve and Christmas. Hoping everybody has a good week, whether you're working or not working this week. And I'm here today with my brother-in-law, Zachary Cordell. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's having a good week. And like Austin said, we're gearing up for Christmas, getting ready for all the hustle and bustle of the holidays. And it's a wonderful time. I I really enjoy Christmas time. I am I'm not a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. I might be at other somebody if they was really. I might be a Scrooge at other things, but I'm not at Christmas time. (laughs) And I really enjoy the holidays. I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy Thanksgiving. And all that comes with that, all the festivities that come along with it. So we've been having a good time. We've been, um, like I say, already doing several Christmas things. And so we're now we're just gearing up. We've got to open gifts at the house with our kids. And then we're going to go to mom and dad's. And then we got to go to her mom and dad's. And then we got to go to grandparents and to my yeah. uncle's. We always go over there, so we got a lot going on. Between you and your wife, you got a lot of people. Your wife's got a huge family, and yours is pretty decent size, and so you got a lot of Christmases to go to. Yeah, we do. We every Thanksgiving and Christmas, we got a lot. We usually have to skip um, one or two at, at both holidays, but we get through it. Well, my Christmas time this year is going to be a little different because of the baby, and so we're not able to travel to uh, Ohio and travel around, so pretty much shut in until uh, the baby gets some age on him and things, and so pretty much just here. And uh, and so we're going to go up and see more of my family up in Ohio uh, in January, um, later on down the road, and i uh, got some family that's going to come see us and the baby but uh, anyways, a little different, so not as much going on in my house as far as Christmas time. Yeah, and you've also got a birthday around Christmas time. Yep, my wife, her birthday, she'll be 30 years old. Oh, my goodness. 30 years old on Christmas Eve. And so you got this new baby, and my wife is Christmas Eve. My dad is the 21st of December. My daughter's January 6th. And so got a lot of birthdays, a lot of stuff going on at that and time. And we better say that Angie's birthday is also Christmas Eve. Oh, oh my. Because we'll be in, we would get in so much trouble. If we, we would just, be in trouble. If we just acted like there was one birthday. She said Kelly stole her birthday, stole her day of glory when she was born, stole her birthday. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, Angie. 
But anyways, it is Christmas time, wonderful time of the year. Hope you all have had such a wonderful time with your families and all the Christmases that you got coming up and everything that's going on. And uh, we've already shared with you pretty much what we do on Christmas time, what everybody does, get up with family, open up gifts, and uh, we always read the Christmas story and a lot of our Christmases and you know, just uh, it's just a wonderful time of the year. I love coming to church around Christmas time because we got decorations all over the uh, the home church here. We don't normally don't hardly go anywhere around Christmas time. Maybe one place or so might want you uh, around Christmas time, but everybody's so busy. We usually just stay right here at home, and uh, we got wreaths up everywhere and just trees. The church looks and, so good. Right yeah, now. The church has got just pretty flowers, and we got some good decorators here in the church. Sister Melissa Evans, she does a good job oh, on I the inside. Going to say yourself, and uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> one year, <laughs> one year, mom was. We didn't really have um, it. Well, it was. I, I don't remember what was going on. We were out of church for a long time. I think it was COVID stuff, and it was it was like last year. I guess it was twenty twenty, and we had been shut down for a long time. Um, because of COVID, well, I say a long time. We said that. it seemed. You like said a, that word again. It seemed like a long. Yeah, I did. It seemed like a long time. It was. I think it was right. I don't know how many weeks it was. Several weeks we was out because of the stuff that we won't mention. Yeah, well, that was last year. Yeah, yeah. And so when we come back, when that, when everybody recovered and we finally came well, back it was to three church, weeks, I think it was like I think it was more than that. Well, I'm pretty sure it was the my wife came down with COVID and a few others, and it, that was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, and then it was yeah, like it was. three and a half weeks. Yeah, it might like have been. Just everybody got it. I can't remember. It seemed like a long time, but anyway, I don't know. We came back right before Christmas, yeah. and everybody had been sick, so there was no really no Christmas decorations up. And my mom loves Christmas decorations, and she likes the church to be decorated. And uh, she really, which, of course, she's the pastor's wife here. You know, her dad's pastored um, here at Vanceburg since I've been little. And mom loves the Christmas decorations, but everybody had been sick. The church had been shut down, and we was coming back. And it, I, I guess it was Christmas Sunday, and uh, the Sunday before Christmas. And she was really wanting some decorations. And uh, so I thought, I told my wife, I said, let's go over and see what we can do, you know, I I didn't couldn't do much. I didn't know much about it, but I knew Mom was really wanting them, and she was going to be disappointed. And uh, normally we would have them, but like I said, everybody had just been sick and all that stuff, so it was just you know just didn't happen that year. And so we came over, and uh, there's a there's a, an arrangement of flowers underneath the piano, and I took some live poinsettias that we had bought. We had got some somewhere. And uh, I just stuck them in there. I started cutting the stems off, and I stuck them in there. And they was like, "Those are gonna die." I said, "We're just using them one Sunday." I said, this, "We just got one Sunday. They'll live tomorrow." By tomorrow, it was Saturday night. And uh, Sister Melissa, of course, she's a she's a great decorator, interior person. And uh, she got wind that we was over here trying to do something. And she come over. She was, she's a funny person anyway. She said, Zachary, what are you doing with them live poinsettias in that? I said, they're just here for tomorrow. They're just for one Sunday. 
And it was really funny. She started pulling them things out of there. And she had some stuff back here in the back and that she uses every year. And I had she was looking for it. I had it somewhere else. It was really funny. Anyway, <laughs> she came to the rescue and got it all redone. And it was it was pretty funny though. But this year she's got it decorated the inside real nice and then Yeah, it looks really um, good. We got a, a brother Caleb, he does the outside. He does all of the lawn and stuff out here throughout the year and then at christmas he always um he makes them himself he goes out and um plucks them cuts them off the tree some greenery things and puts them <laughs> on the windows and i don't know what you'd call them but they look really good yeah that looks good a pretty church is just awesome and then when you decorate it for christmas it just christmas time is just awesome i don't know how many times you can just say it. it's just awesome and a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of shopping, a lot of this. The mall is always packed and Walmart, and it's just kind of aggravating, really. I like to get a lot of it done way beforehand so don't have to worry about it. This year, with the baby and everything, it was a little bit different. and uh, But a lot of hustle and bustle, as we said. And uh, we're just so glad to be with you on this Christmas episode. And uh, we're just going to pretty much jump right in here and talk about Christmas, of course, and be in the Christmas episode. But... But I want to take you again right here also to the announcement that we've been making right here on the podcast. And that announcement is the Why I Believe series. We've talked about it, and uh, we just hope people enjoy it. And so I just want to keep reminding folks every Tuesday that there's a Why I Believe series that's coming out the first and third Thursdays of every month in 2022 starting the first Thursday in January, and that first Thursday in January will be Who is the Holy Ghost? And we've got a special guest that we will reveal on that Thursday that's going to be helping us uh, go through these topics through the uh, next year. And uh, so we just hope that you'll stay tuned, and hopefully we'll get the same listeners that listen to this on Tuesday. Hopefully we'll move over and grab those on the first and third Thursday and listen to those, and hopefully they'll be a blessing to you. Well, right now we're going to move to a, a segment that on uh, a while back somebody just mentioned they really enjoyed it. And so we're going to move to top five. We've not done top five in a while. And so being the Christmas season and being the Christmas episode, it wouldn't be, uh, it'd just be fitting um, just to do our top five Christmas songs. And so without further ado, five, four, three, Two, one. Time for top five. Brother Zach, what is your number five? Number five on my favorite Christmas song is, I. you know, I have a hard time writing these as far as listing them number one through number five because I really don't know exactly what my number one Christmas song would be. So estimate. I just sort of wrote down some. Um, but number five, I've got down tonight by David Phelps tonight by David Phelps, not the live version. The live version uh, is not near as good as the recorded version, but it's an awesome song. It's a, you know, it's a uh, song about the night of Jesus birth, obviously. And it's just, he's got some really good notes in it and it's an awesome song. He's an awesome singer. He is a great singer. And I'll tell you what my number five is. Can you guess it? (laughs) Can you guess what it is? Is that Feliz Navidad? 
You got it. It's so catchy. Is that really your number five? Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm not sad when this this song comes across. Okay, I'm just carrying on. That is number five, though. I'm not joking. I really like that song. That's pretty funny. I was not expecting that. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Number four. What would be your number four? My number four is Carol of the Bells. And I'm mainly instrumental version of that song. Although, you know, the words ain't bad either, I guess. I don't really know what all they say. They go really fast. But uh, I like the instrumental Carol of the Bells. And I like, there's a few different ones, a few different versions that I like of it. Um, One of them is, I don't know if I should say it or not, because I don't even know what kind of group these people are. But that Mannheim Steamroller, (laughs) (laughs) they play the Carol of the Bells. It's pretty cool. Um, And there was a talk show host that used to play them all the time. If you know, you know. And (laughs) then um, also like Kim Collingsworth version of Carol of the Bells. That's one thing about Christmas songs is most of the time they're all familiar songs, but they're sung by so many different artists. Yeah, and uh, so really, a lot of them they're just you like them, but they're sung by ten different people or whatever. Yeah. But my number four, um, and I, I kind of struggled with what to put here, but my number four, I just really like. It's really old, um, probably I can't even remember what it was. It's older, it's older, and that that is, and this is not spiritual, but you know. Anyways, it's called the Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, and uh, I'm not sure if you remember how that one goes. Yeah, and, uh, I almost put the Christmas song down. I really like that song. It's older, and he's just got that soulful voice, and mm-hmm. I really just like it. What are we on? Three? Yeah. Number three, I've got I've got down. This is not really one of my favorite songs to listen to. I probably never would listen to this song much, but it's one of my favorites for church that we sing in church, and um, we sang it at the nursing home and stuff before we got kicked out of there for COVID. And there you went again. Oh, I said it again. Um, anyway, we used to sing this. We used to go over there and sing. And we used to sing this. And the Lord would always get in this song. And it's one of my favorites for church not to listen to. I think I know it. But it's O Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Oh, was I was wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> o Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. That, is, that a is a good song. I'll tell you this quick story real quick about this song. I couldn't remember the words. And... Um, I told him we was at my wife's grandmother's house for Christmas, and we was going to sing. She's got a piano there in her um, den, her family room, and the fireplace and all that. And it's just it's a cool room to sit in, especially at Christmas time. And so we was sitting in there, and a piano was in there, and a bunch of the family was in there. And uh, one of her uncles, that is a backslider, he was in there, and he may be listening. I don't know, but. He, we was getting ready to sing this song, and I could not remember the words. And I told him something about, I said, when I get anointed, I'll remember them or something like that. You know, I was just carrying on. And uh, I said, I'll sing here in a minute, get anointed, and, and I'll remember the words. And he said something. I started out, I was like, man, I can't think of it. He said, well, you better get anointed or something like that. And I said, well, here's the, I said, here's the deal. I said, when I do get anointed, you can't leave this room. And uh, I said, you can't get up and leave. And we got to singing that song, and I turned around in just a few minutes, and he was gone. He was out of there. <laughs> he couldn't sit there, throw down under conviction. But that's a great song, A Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. I've heard you sing it. Those verses song. are good. 
Oh, I thought she was going to sing it for us. Nah. I thought you taking a breath, and I thought, well, Yeah, I thought of saying some of them words, <laughs> but I changed my mind. Go ahead, Austin. You're number three. All right, so my number three, I was listening to this last night, and I'm telling you, my goodness. I was listening to Oh, Holy Night by David Phelps. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Holy Night's a great it's A lot of people sing Oh, Holy Night, song. but with his voice and his range, whew, that's a that's a song and a half right there. I just heard um, I think Tasha Cobb sing that, and it was really good. I'd say it was good. You and Kelly sing that in church. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, that's we won't a, go there. That's a funny story. I think you already we told, told that. You told yeah, we told here. that. But you do. Um, you have sang at church <laughs> before. But there's one Christmas song that you you do sing in church every season. But you might have that later on your list. So what's your number two? That's that one. Number two is uh, Mary Did You Know. and oh, What would your number one be? Again, that's um, probably not one I would just listen to. I mean, I do listen to that one. I do like listening to it all right. But it's one that I like to sing in church. And the number one's not hippo, is it? Nope. It is not. Santa Claus Come to Town? No, it's not. <laughs> I'll get to number one in a minute. Mary Did You Know. Number two, me and Kelly have sung that for years in church. Yeah, you have. At Christmas time. My number two. We don't usually sing it any other time of the year. Oh, you don't? But Why not? Go ahead. <laughs> number two is Jesus, What a Wonderful Child. Oh, I yeah, love that song. Good it's sung by a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But uh, didn't we sing that mm-hmm. at Christmas play one year? Yep. Seems like we did. Oh. That's a great That's a great song. I really like that one. So what would be your number one favorite Christmas song? My number one. And... It's not. I tried to think of some more traditional songs to throw in here, <laughs> but I didn't come up with any. I mean, Mary, did you know? Is pretty much well. Carol, I got kind of two of them. Carol, the bells, Mary, did you know? But my number one song would be "I Call Him Lord" by the Collingsworth family. Now, let me tell you, if you're not familiar with that song, of course, this is an old. It's an old song. Um, what's her name? Wrote it. I can't think. Dottie Rambo. Oh, Dottie Rambo song. Dottie Rambo was a great songwriter. She wrote, I don't know how many songs, an unbelievable amount of songs. And uh, there wasn't nothing much better than a good Dottie Rambo song with Vestal Goodman singing it. You get Dottie Rambo to write something, and she gave it to Vestal. I'm telling you, that was a duo right there. But anyway, this is an old Dottie Rambo song. Of course, Dottie Rambo wrote great songs. And... They, the Collingsworth family took this and put it on there. I call him Lord. If you haven't listened to it, you need to listen. Oh, there it is. Austin's got it. Sounds pretty good. Oh, it's beautiful. They sung this in the White House when Trump was in there. That'd be nice. I think it was this one. Listen to this chorus. This is beautiful. Music sounds good. Yeah. Bradley Knight. Doing the orchestra and all that. Wow. This is good. 
This is not the end. pretty good. That's really good. That's a pretty good song. Yeah, that's that is my number one. I I don't know how many times I listened to that last year around Christmas time and it's just a beautiful beautiful song. And I'd like to do it sometime with a choir or a um ensemble or something, but I haven't done it yet before, but one of these years I'd like to. Yeah, if you had a powerful choir, I mean, that would be a very nice song. Well, my number one, you've already mentioned, and I just like it. I, I Every year, I just listen to it over and over, and that is Mary Did You Know, specifically the Gaither vocal band um, singing it, and Mark's leading the lyrics. Of course, he wrote them, and uh, he's a crazy individual. Anyways, it's kind of hard to think he wrote a song that's that serious. And uh, but it's just they get to sing in the chorus and stuff, and it's just a powerful song. Or Gordon Moat playing the piano. Will give sight to the blind man. Mary, did you know your baby boy? It's a good bass line. You'll calm the storm. With you and Kelly sing is pretty good in church. Did you know? Well, that's that awfully nice of you. Baby boy <laughs> has walked where angels. I have to cry. say, these lyrics are pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a good song. That is a good song for sure. It just builds and builds. Yeah, it does. The face of God. Well, they blow it away here in a minute. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will Yes. Did you know? Wow. I like that a lot. So that would be my number one. Mary, did you know? That's a powerful song. Yeah, it is. I really enjoy that. That is a powerful song. And so that leads us into we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about Mary. And the scripture that I was looking at for the scripture of the day is in Luke 2 and 7. It says, And she, Mary, brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. The importance of Christmas. Christmas is important. Oh, yeah. We live in a world today where some people don't even know what Christmas is and why it's so important. And that, that doesn't resonate with me, how that somebody truly could have no idea 
what Christmas is. And yes, a lot of things in Christmas we do, it's just out of tradition and out of, you know, things. But the world has made Christmas mostly about Santa and toys and reindeer and lights and, uh, you know, going to see lights and giving your kids toys. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But really, I want my kids to know truly what the reason for the season is. I don't want to never forget Jesus Christ. And I was reading some statistics yesterday, and it said that 90% of the United States of America celebrate Christmas. Wow. 90%. Nine out of ten. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. But then it says only 40-some percent of that 90% actually celebrate the real reason of Christmas. Yeah. 90% celebrate Christmas and the fact they buy toys and gift giving and take part in it. But only 40% actually celebrate Christmas and what it's for. And uh, I think that percentage was 40% or less that actually go to church around Christmas time. And so we love family time, traveling, great food, time off work's always a great time. Lots of presents. But I want to pause all the rushing around. And it's just Christmas time in church is just awesome. This church is awesome mm-hmm. anytime. Christmas time, you just reflect, just stop the wrestle. Uh, the rustle. <laughs> you like that hustle and bustle. I was trying to say rush and it came out rustle. Uh, but that, that the rush of Christmas, just to stop and reflect that Christmas is where it all started. Yeah. Christmas is where it all started. Prophecies were going to be fulfilled, yeah. a savior was coming. Peace. Will come to us. Joy is coming to the world. Satan is going to be defeated, and a way is to heaven is going to be made. Yeah, Christmas was the promise. Easter was the proof, but Christmas was the start. It was the promise. Yeah, good news. Christmas was good news. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Our our way had been uh, provided. The lamb had been provided. The sacrifice from God was provided on Christmas Day. And, of course, you know, Jesus would die 33 and a half years later, and the sacrifice would be would be complete. But on Christmas, it was brought in, and I liked what one man said. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I don't know if I read it or I heard it or what. Um, but he, he said Jesus was the reason for Noah's Ark. And he said Jesus was the reason for um, Abraham's right altar when he was going to sacrifice Isaac when he put Isaac on the altar and Jesus was the reason for every turtle dove and every pigeon that was ever sacrificed he was the reason for Solomon's temple and he went on on down the list all this all this different stuff the tabernacle in the old testament of course uh, that was a, a perfect type of Jesus that was a meeting place between God and man that's what the tabernacle was in the Old Testament, it was a place where uh, divinity could come down and meet with humanity, and that's exactly what the birth of Christ was. It was a, a time when divinity met with humanity, and, and Jesus walked this earth as 100% God and 100% man, and it all pointed to Jesus Christ. Everything is pointed to that one child that was born on that Christmas night, and it's just a, a bridge was built between God and man through Jesus Christ. He made a way, and I tell you, the best Christmas gift ever, the best Christmas gift that we could ever receive ever was that Jesus came down to be born of a virgin. And when Jesus was born of a virgin and he sacrificed his life, that's the best Merry Christmas we could ever have. He had, he had to become us to save us. Yes. He had to become sin 
to save us from sin. And the thought, just the thought of that baby was God. Yeah. The thought of that. And it always brings me back to Colossians 1. And uh, for anyone that possibly might not think that Jesus has always been or that Jesus is God, and some there's even some doctrines out there that say he was created. But according to what Paul wrote here in Colossians, it says, For by him were all things created. Mm-hmm. He said, For the, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven, in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is above all things, and by him all things consist. Yes. He is, Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of of God. Yes, he is. That's amazing. In the scriptures in Galatians 4, just, I mean, completely back up everything I just said, mm-hmm. because it says, but when the fullness of time was come, God, the Father, yeah. sent forth his Son. Yeah. That right, that's as plain as day. The eternal Son of God, the eternal Sonship, I believe it, made of a man, made under the law, the time which God and his sovereignty His power came to Mary, sending the eternal Son of God. And then it says to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That he paid the price for us. He paid the price for us. We We couldn't obtain it by the law. It had to happen by the Son of God. And then it says, and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son, again, the eternal Son, forth his Son, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore there art no more a servant but a son. And then it says, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And when Peter says to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that faith not away, that's reserved in heaven for you, all of that, like you said, derives from the fact of Christmas. Yeah, that's right. All of that started with this baby at Christmas time. And so I tell you, if there's no way you cannot be thankful for Christmas. Everything is based on the fact that he came. Yes. Yeah, and he came, like I, like we've already mentioned, he came as a man. He came in the form of man, and he was 100% man. When he walked the face of this earth, he was 100% God. He was, he was never divided up 50-50. There was none of that. But he was 100% man. He was 100% God. He was born like a man. He was born of a woman. I was, it was a miraculous birth. But still, he was, he was born just like everyone else was born. If they had had um, ultrasound tech, technology in those days, and uh, Mary would have had an ultrasound, they would have seen a little baby like we see. Little fingers, little toes, little hands. He was born of a woman, and he walked this earth as a man. And there was a great reason for that. There was a reason, like Austin's already mentioned. There was a reason that he walked this earth as a man, and that was so that he could bear the sins of the world. He could take him upon his back, and he could die an awful death and to save us from our sin. He that knew no sin became sin. And that goes back to... Those episodes we did earlier um, in the in the podcast, I think just some of our first episodes where we talked about, are you clean? Talked about being saved. And we talked about in the Old Testament how the animals, their blood was a temporary covering. Mm-hmm. There had to be, and we talked about Jesus dying on the cross, there had to be a permanent washing away. Right. That your sins weren't just covered and you had to do it again and again and again, but that there was one payment, one time. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And in in him being a man, he was, uh, you know, there, there's many examples in the Bible that he was a man. He lived like a man. He had emotions. He cried. He wept at Lazarus' tomb. He, he was born like a man, like we we mentioned. He lived like a man. He also um, died uh, like a like a man, he came into this world a man, and so he could die. That that's the whole reason that he came he into died this world like as many, a man. Many men had died. Yes, and that I say that's the whole reason he came as a man, so that he could die. Hebrews said that he was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, and he did that. He did not come into this world as an angel because angels don't die. He didn't come into this world as a, some sort of plant life or anything else, but he came into this world as a man so that he could die. Jesus walked this earth as God and as man simultaneously at the same time. You say, well, how do you explain that? Well, I don't know exactly how to explain that, and I don't. nobody can really explain it fully. Uh, all I can tell you is it, it's a mystery. First Timothy 3 and 16 says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. He told them in the book of John, he said, Before Abraham was, I am. And then in Hebrews, it calls him the seed of Abraham. So he was before Abraham and he was after Abraham. He was... He was a son of David. He was both the root of David, the Bible said, and he was the offspring of David. He was he was uh, um, God in the flesh. There's no other way to explain it. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, the Bible said. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, and it's been quoted so many times, but it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and uh, one thing is when you think about the Son of God being born of a virgin, you know when a celebrity star, especially in this day and hour, when they have a new child and they name a lot of their new kids some strange stuff, mm-hmm. but when a celebrity star has a new child, boy, the whole—I mean, it's magazines, it's on USA Today, Fox News, it's on you know everything. And uh, when England, when the royalty in England has a new baby or something, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. You pull up your phone to an app, news app or whatever, it's all over everything. This was not how the birth of Jesus Christ was. You think yeah. it would have been mainstreamed. I mean, it would have been unbelievable. You would have thought the angels um, came down and just done this big proclamation to King Herod and just uh, proclaimed his birth. And uh, you just think of everything. But when you read the Bible, it wasn't widespread. All no. the people didn't know about it. He was just another baby. Yes. They didn't they didn't know. Yeah. And a lot of them didn't care. Yeah. He was just another baby. Just another baby. But in verse eight of the of there in uh, Luke uh, Luke chapter two uh, talks about the shepherds out in the field just doing their duties like any other night. Yeah. And it says, But the angels showed up. They gave the news to lowly shepherds. Mm-hmm. He, they didn't even reveal his birth to upper class. Nope. But it was so fitting, and I think it was your dad that mentioned this one time around Christmas time. It was so fitting that the birth of the one that would be all everyone's shepherd would first be told to the shepherds. Yeah, and uh, I thought that was just amazing. And uh, the shepherds then, you know, made a quick exit, go to find this baby, and they find Mary and Joseph holding this baby, 
and uh, just come in the presence of the Lord and uh, the shepherds just retell the story of how it was and they seen Jesus and felt the peace. I couldn't imagine, and uh, I've preached about this before, I couldn't imagine being one of those shepherds to walk in and just that they knew that was the that was going he was going to die on a cross this was the savior mm-hmm. what he was going to do what he was going to accomplish that finally there was a remedy for the world there had been thousands of years of no remedy everything's been temporary yeah everything we've got to redo over and over and over go chase another animal go do another offering go to the priest again just do it over and over and it was bloody it was nasty it smelled it was just gross and it was just temporary, mm-hmm. but finally, a one-time payment for all of the for for all of the world for all time. Finally, there was a remedy, and I could just imagine these shepherds. They leave the stable with their hearts just full of hope, and just I couldn't just telling everybody, yeah, what and happened and what they seen. So the gist of it all is: this world had to have Christmas. It was the promise of our salvation. Because the Old Testament ways that I already mentioned was not. It was never God's plan for full redemption. There was never God's plan for us to be saved by the law. It, it couldn't work. It wouldn't work. No. It was temporary. But we had to have Christmas. Yes. Christmas is the promise of our salvation. And then Easter is the proof. And Easter, wow, what an awesome time of the year. Can't wait till Easter time when we get to talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, it's been our Christmas episode, and uh, I tell you, I'm just so thankful for Christmas. Amen. Well, I hope everybody has a good Christmas this Saturday. I hope everybody has a good time, probably several days even before that. And like Austin said earlier, and we've been talking, take some time to remember the true meaning of Christmas. Rehearse it with your kids. Tell your kids, your grandkids, the true meaning of Christmas. Share it with somebody who don't know the Lord. And thank each and every one of you for stopping by our podcast. Hope you enjoyed this Christmas edition. May the Lord bless you and have a very Merry Christmas. He came down from heaven's glory. He gave up everything he had to save my soul.